This is All Things Tibet Podcast, episode 29. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. I'm Taylor. And today will be our last episode for a while. Yep. Ladies, how do we feel about this? I'm sad that the season is over. I'm excited for a break. I will miss you both. Like we're not never going to speak. Okay, see you in the new year. Bye-bye. I told yeah. you, it's like summer camp. Sa- sa- Saturday morning felt like summer camp. Yeah. We're all saying goodbye. Like yeah. it was like the end of... Yeah, the end of the season. The end of our season one. A lot. Ha- I feel like just a lot has... I mean, obviously, I've only, I've only been here for like a few weeks. But in general, like over the past six months... So I joined... This, I joined Twitter in March. Well, I joined like the Albert Twitter in March. So that's been six, seven months. So much has happened in that amount of time. Yes. For me, at least. And you guys have like double that. Yeah. I mean, Taylor, we started this, this little podcast as like something to pass the time with. And now we're 29 episodes in. Yeah, that's surreal. I really did not think we would even make it to 10, <laughs> never mind almost 30. Honestly, God bless you, Francesca, because I don't know, I think we would have thrown the towel in on this whole thing if you hadn't joined us. When you oh, yeah. Started. No, seriously, you brought like the breath of fresh air that we needed because I think Brittany and I were both getting to that point where we were both like, we were both doing it, I feel like, at that point to see each other. And that was yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And then you came along and it was like, oh, there's joy in it again. Like, oh God, that's scary if I'm the one bringing the joy. Uh, <laughs> it's no. a compliment. Take it. I'm taking it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. So I think it's it's cool. It's cool that we saw it through. I think it will be a good thing to take a break. Um, and I don't know. I'm just excited to see excited to talk about this episode because i think it leaves us i think they left us in a fair to good place yeah you know with enough wonderment to hold on for next season which it's gotta happen right like yeah i think they've also left us with enough like easter eggs outside of the episode just them in interviews talking pictures posts actions yeah exactly so i'm excited for like what's to come in season three i'm excited for London I'm excited for I'm excited to see if Jennifer Beals and Eileen Shaken ever get seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo ever off the ground word yeah. will it happen who knows those are some things I'm looking forward to yeah and I think taking a break too is good because I know for me I probably won't watch the show now until we come back to do season two and I think that will just be good fresh eyes and for sure yeah, we can be like, oh my god, I totally forgot that happened. Yep. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I thought before we start recapping, um, I would quiz you two on some random Gen Q trivia that I wrote down on Green Post-it notes uh, that has no rhyme or reason. It has nothing to do with anything, really, other than they're just random things that popped into my head today around 2.30 in the afternoon. So, so this is about just season two? Yeah, just season two. So, yeah. So the first question that I have for you both is name every episode title bonus if you could do them in order. 
Oh, nope. This is, probably um, the hard, this is probably the hardest question of all. I know them. last call is the last one. Last dance is the second to last one. Okay. There was uh, lobster. Buck be a lady is the third one. Uh huh. Wasn't there one about lobsters? Lobsters two was number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work together. Work together. So you have one, two, <laughs> three, four. You have four of them so far. Last dance, last call. Lobsters two. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady. <laughs> think about think about the episodes. Think about what happened in the episodes. I'm like thinking of all the words. Okay, I Okay, think about the karaoke of- episode. Love Shack. Oh yeah, duh. Oh, 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 what what was the one with the beach house? Um close. Oh yeah. What body of water starts with an L? Lake house, lake house. Um, and then the episode where Alice has her book. Launch party. Launch party. Okay. Um Lanch Party. It's an office (laughs) reference. (laughs) Um, what was the episode one? Come on, episode one. Yeah, that's the one I'm saying. What happened in with. episode one? Someone was. You need you need episode one, two, and seven. So episode one is a four letter is four words. Episode two is three words. Episode seven is one word. Don't look it up. Don't be clicking on I'm this. I'm not keyboard. looking it up. It's adorable that you think that giving us the amount of words is somehow going to make this easier for us. Let's like um, get a massage for the, re- for the record. That's what I'm doing on the side here. Okay. <laughs> always, always doing something else. So, um, oh, multitasking. Tell me when you give up because we have a lot of other questions to get to. Love. Is it something to do with love? Laugh, no. None of them have like, anything to do with love. Linger, laugh, lesbian. Linger, let's... give us hands okay something to do the first episode ends with the word party the second episode late ends to with the party. The word... late to the party late to the party the second one remember when we saw this one we were like oh my god this is a bet and tina moment oh we we got this no okay <laughs> no. episode seven is one word I feel like this should be easy because it's of that. It's very easy, but I forgot what happened Lost in episode lion. seven. Lion. Lion, which is, it's, okay. It's lion. Whenever. I, whenever. Oh. Help. Torch. A torch gives off. Light. Light. Light well, yeah, was episode seven. Light. Yeah, that's right. And then a song. Um, do, do, no. God, why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> Sing and keep it in, Francesca. Come on, episode two. You need episode two still. That's it. Me is very lean. Uh huh. Lean. lean on me. Yes, that's right. Was that a copycat? Title? No, the copycats were Luck Be a Lady, Lake House, Lobsters Two, and Lobsters Two. Gotcha. Those were the only like copycat one. Oh, and Last Dance was a copycat. Okay. Um, Luck be a late. I mean, Lake House wasn't really a copy, but it was like Lady of the Lake was in season five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number two: How many episodes was Pippa in, and which ones? She was in all but the first, or all but the. 
She was in all but like two. Mm -mm. All but three. All but three. Mm, she was mm -mm. in like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because mm -mm. kept bringing it up, right? No. Oh, I don't know. Okay, she was in five. She was in four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So she was in four. Skip five. How many characters has Gigi slept with? Oh my god. <laughs> you Danny, Alice, Bet, Danny. Four. Four. Yes, four. Finally. How, how many episodes was Tina in? In which ones? Four. Okay, so was in four. One, one. Five, nine, and ten. Yes. Finally. How many episodes was Carrie in? In which ones? She was in five. Oh, she four. was in four. It was mm -hmm. in all the same ones as Tina, except for she was in eight and Tina was in nine. No, she was in seven. Nine. Seven. Oh. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, what is Tom allergic to? Lobsters. Seafood. Seafood. Yeah, I think it's like shellfish or something like that. Yeah. I, I had both answers down. Nat canceled on Alice to have dinner with who? Marissa. Mm -mm. Brenda. Yep. Brenda. Because the joke was. You should know that, Brittany. That was for you. That was for you. What is Gigi's full name? Goldmar? Oh, shoot. Am I saying mm -hmm. that right? Bolnar yeah. Gerbani? Gonar. Yeah, Gonar. Yep. And last question What was the name of the painting that Marcus left Angie? Her. Yes. Good job. Good job. Good work, Brittany. Good teamwork. Fairly, fairly <laughs> decent work on our part. <laughs> High five. Okay, here's one last, one last trivia thing. Whose quote was from the L Word Instagram? Whose quote was big feelings, big trouble? Gigi? Mm -mm. Was it Angie's? Mm -mm. No. Three, two, one. Final Alice. answers. No. It was Danny. Oh, yeah, it was. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And whose was I'm just the spark you need? Three, Tess? two, Bet? nope, no. Bet really? <laughs> Gigi, that one was Gigi, right? That was Gigi. And then, who oh. is? Will the truth set me free? Shane? No. Alice? No. Sophie? No. Finley? <laughs> no. Angie? <laughs> no. Every other Tina? character. Gary, no. Micah. Oh, right. Forget about him sometimes. Even though I did get him on the who, like, which character are you? A word quiz. Me too. Nice. What is it about young love? Angie. Yes. And then the other ones are just so obvious. Bets was about being full circle. Alice's was about thruples. Shane's was about gambling. All right, let's get into the episode before Britt falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. Britt, did you dye your hair? Yeah, like a month ago. It looks darker <laughs> tonight. Yeah, I dyed it before I went to Seattle. 
All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, the final episode's name is Last Call. So when you guys first heard that episode name, what was like your feeling about it? Oh boy, some shit's gonna go down. I don't know what, but some shit's gonna go down. (laughs) Did you like remember your theories at all? This what just like turned out so much different than I think yeah. I could have imagined. So like any yeah, theories that kind of went away toward like theories at, at yeah. what point? Yeah. yeah. I wish I would have wrote down like I can't even remember all the theories that we came up with because we all we thought we came up with every possible scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. We still, we still missed some. So the episode opens with everyone at the apartment uh, for Finley's intervention. Shane, Tess, Alice, Micah, Sophie are all there. Finley comes back from roughing soccer. She says that she was bit by a parent. And yeah, so Britt, I was interested to see how like what your opinion on this was. Um, I think that they handled it very delicately. I was not surprised to see that like Finley was resistant to wanting to go though I will say that one of my biggest gripes of this season is that we knew this time last season that Finley needed to go and get help mm-hmm. yeah we kind of beat around the bush with all this bullshit with Sophie and her you know Finley disrupting the wedding blah 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 blah, blah just to land back there I feel like it's something that we could have addressed earlier and maybe yeah. I would have been a little bit more happy with her progression as a character. That's fair. I thought it was interesting that Micah didn't really step up more in like a therapist type of role. I thought about that tonight, but maybe because he was there more as a friend. I also think too, when you work in the industry, sometimes it's exhausting to have to be that role in your everyday life. Uh, That's true. That's fair. I have that feeling. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Britt, but sometimes it's like, really hard to do that when it's your people oh yeah 100 percent. i mean you know that's the thing right is like when you do a job like for instance i worked with the elderly in hospice for a long time so i was exposed to death all the time in you would think that because of that it would be easier to me for me to cope with when people close to me died but i would say it's like any of that learning education, you know, mechanisms that you kind of formed in the workplace, they kind of go to the wayside and you're just a human at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Also in that scene, uh, Alice is offering to pay and that's very nice of her. Sometimes, this is probably gonna sound really bad, but like sometimes I wish I could, someone could just pay for me to go away and like I could just like go on like a little vacation at like a place. Yeah. No, how nice would you, like, the just be like, vacation as they put it on tiktok yeah like i just like where you could just like relax your mind you could just relax yeah you can press go to free therapy like have those moments how nice yeah. does that sound maybe yeah. we all need that like a therapy yeah. vacations yeah go somewhere in the mountains in utah and like one of those like things you wake up to the desert every day yeah yeah a cleanse alice is like the kind of rich person that like if i ever hit it big one day I hope that I can be mm-hmm. completely same 
also I thought it was funny when Finley's attacking Shane about what were you like in your 20s and Alice goes my 20s were amazing <laughs> like were they Alice <laughs> were they really yeah because we saw you in your 30s and you were a mess so <laughs> uh the next scene is Bet and Pippa they're breaking up together at Pippa's barn um Bet no, they're having like their little moment in bed. They're talking about the CAC, what they're going to wear. Um, and then Beck gets a phone call from Tina. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that when she took the phone call, she, one, she put on her Tina voice. And <laughs> she goes to Tina, I look forward to seeing you in like the sweetest voice ever. Like she is so excited to see her. Um, and Pippa. Wasn't the quote looking forward to it? Yeah, I look forward to it. Bet to Tina in Tina voice. That was my note. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what I was just going to say? I don't understand. I mean, not that I'm surprised there's plot holes in the L word, but like this whole thing with like Pippa being like pouty about like, I mean, I get, I get her being jealous of Tina because like Pippa's very intuitive and I don't blame her for picking up on the chemistry that's still there. But like with her being weird about like the Angie stuff, I'm like, you have, first of all, supposedly you have a kid. I don't know where he is because we've never seen him or like heard you mention him aside from that once. But like, it just seems weird that she seems so huffy about Bet having a family when supposedly she also does. It just seems a bit contradictory. Like the Tina thing I get, it just seems a little weird to me. Like it seems like they said one thing and then showed another. Yeah. I agree with that because then Pippa like Pippa's annoyed right from like the get-go yeah the minute that phone rings and right before she knows it's Tina exactly which yeah and I mean like also like if your girlfriend's in your girlfriend has a child who's like not 18 yet and the phone rings she needs to pick it up right and I think that even says like it could be Angie or something like that and Pippa kind of rolls her eyes I'm like if you're a mom no 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 she didn't in that scene she she didn't that okay. was um, a couple episodes ago when they were okay. in the office, but she says I do. Oh, yeah, she rolled her eyes in that episode, yeah. And then when okay. Beck came back from the phone call, she said, like, family things or whatever. Yeah. I would like to but highlight still. that Pippa and Carrie seems to be the only ones with eyes and ears this season because they keep pointing out what is the obvious is that Bet and Tina love each other madly, deeply, forever, write it in tree somewhere, and they Bet and Tina are the only ones who don't see it yeah yeah and when bet goes back to pippa and pippa's like annoyed and i think bet no like bet obviously can see that she's annoyed and like she's trying to deflect and like she's like oh but she'll be there with her soon to be wife and like she's trying to be cute with pippa and pippa just ain't buying it um and then bet gets defensive uh pippa says i'm nervous about you two uh bet goes you have no reason to be there's the foreshadowing hint um and then bet says you know Tina's the mother of my child and will always be in my life. And Pippa says, I think it's more than that. Mm-hmm. 
One thing I do love about Tina and Bet right now, though, is that in this whole season, in last season too, they've never denied like the importance that the other holds in their life. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. Never try to downplay that. You know, they might deflect the romantic stuff, but they've never said like that they were that had any ill will towards each other, really. Yeah. Besides, or like, oh, she doesn't yeah. mean anything. Like. No, so it's kind of unraveling a little bit these last two episodes. Yeah. Also, at the end of the day, like, Bet and Tina are the only family each other has. They both don't have family. They yeah. don't have that family. I mean... Yeah. Aside from Tina's invisible family. <laughs> but And we're left to assume that Tina does not speak to her invisible family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so. I think that that's why the waters get so murky is because... They only have each other as family, right? And the Angie. And so they're so tied together with that, that it's weird to other people why there is such this, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Why they're so involved in each other's life. And yeah. also why I think that Tina is relying so much on wanting Beth's opinion on Carrie and her to be happy for her. She can't, like, she can't somehow see how that would be inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I get what you're saying yeah well because like she can't go to a parent or a sister or yeah. anything like that she has Bet and her friends and that's yeah. it like well and that they weren't just you know partners wives they were best friends right yeah so it's hard to separate I mean I think even um Nat did a good job of explaining that in season one when she was talking about the divorce from Gigi and how you know she lost Gigi as a friend too mm-hmm. yeah I think too, people seem to forget that Bet and Alice were Bet and Alice. <laughs> that Tina were together for so long alone. Like they were together for so long without any family. Tina never spoke to her family. Bet only had her father for so long, and then like she had that rough relationship with Kit for most of the beginning of their relationship. Yeah. And then they had Kit, but then it was just the three of them. Yeah. And then yeah. it was the well the four of them, but Angie was you know. So it really was just them and like, yes, like Alice and Shane are part of their family, but it was, but they're not, you know, they had that family bond, just them. Which is another reason why I think it's regardless of the state that they were in, I do have like, I mean, they must've been in a, let me, let me put this one. They must've been in a really horrible spot that Tina missed Kit's funeral. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, have been just an absolute fucking turmoil because yeah, Kit was such a big part of Tina's life too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kit was and, Tina's sister as much as she yeah. was Beth. Yeah, yeah. I don't get angry at the writers for putting that in because I think it adds depth to the story. Yeah, and to the characters and to like the backstory. I get why people are upset, and I, I do get upset about it, but I. I understand why they did it as a plot yeah. for plot yeah. purposes. I understand why they did it as a plot point. I just wish we had a reason. Yeah. Same thing with when people, like, obviously I'm upset that Kit was killed off, but it added so much layers to Beth's storyline and Beth's character that she needed in Gen Q. Yeah. Yeah. She just had Kit in Gen Q still. She would still, she needed to figure things out for her own. She had if to be, she had, she had to, like, Kit and Tina, there's no reason for her to grow. Exactly. It's true. And that was the point, was there to be growth. 
The next scene we have kind of confused me the first time I watched it. It was Angie and Jordy in Angie's bedroom. And I think the purpose was to see Angie spiraling about the Marcus stuff without saying it very much like a Tina. I felt like she was acting very much like Tina here. But they were talking about Tina's wedding, I think, about the hotel rooms and the dresses. And that's what that was about. That makes so much more sense. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dresses in hotel rooms. Are you going on a school trip? Like, it took what me is two going times on? To watch to figure it out. That makes so much more sense. I feel like, again, a scene is missing. Like, I feel like they cut a scene for time mm-hmm. and it would have yeah. maybe added to that. Maybe. I don't know. My, yeah. my number one gripe of this whole season is that they had so many in-depth storylines that there just was not enough time to cover in 10 episodes. Yeah. No. But like things I felt like shouldn't have been rushed over were, and then some things that should have just like, we should have just picked up the pace on just were dragged out for what? Mm-hmm. We yeah. all know what you're talking about, Brittany. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also think it should have been either bet and Gigi or bet and pippa i don't think there should have been both yeah yeah that's a little weird to me i get what they were doing where they were trying to get us to sift through the people of like like again with these puzzles like oh bet has her standards Gigi fits those standards well now pippa magically fits those standards because she has an imaginary son but like tina fits yeah. so i get it i get that they were trying to do that but like not enough time to we spent six episodes on bet and Gigi, which i mean fantastic episodes but we should have just had bet and Gigi. Or Bet and Pippa. I would have preferred yeah. Bet and Pippa and then Gigi and Danny earlier. Yeah. yeah. I just real I just think like the only reason I, I like Bet and Gigi because they gave us better chemistry than I think Bet and Pippa had. Yeah. But I do agree storyline wise, it would have been better to have Bet and Pippa the whole time than Bet and Gigi, because then Gigi had to be with Danny, which made more sense. Yeah. Well, and also I think like I just feel like Bet and Gigi's relationship, it's kind of like you said, like it didn't add anything narratively that we didn't get from Bet and Pippa later. All it did was like make Bet seem like an asshole for no reason. And like, like I get that she was going through things, but like we knew that we didn't need to like see her be a dick to Gigi to understand that she was going through things like we knew that already like yeah and Gigi didn't need to go through that in order to be with Danny like it just complicated things for no reason it was like conflict that didn't need to be there yeah and like also we could have just had bet and Gigi on that blind date and then moved on from there yeah like we didn't have it didn't have to like it didn't have to get nasty the way it did but I feel like so now in season three they have to repair all these friendships because they need group scenes also which has never been spoken about since is the Bet and Danny relationship is completely severed and they need to completely fix that again in season three which I think they will yeah but I'm like oh my god yeah the fact that they just shattered one of their most important and dynamic season one relationships and then didn't touch it for like the last like two episodes of the season it would have been like them tearing apart alice and sophie like yeah what are we doing would have been like tearing apart shane and finley like it doesn't make sense tess and finley like what are we doing 
yeah, there better be something. Now, I mean, hopefully there, I'm praying that there is a plot reason. Yeah. So the next scene that we have is Gigi and Danny talking about Gigi's family. Don't tell them that we've slept together. And then the girl bumps into Danny and says, your dad's fucking guilty. Mm -hmm. I just felt for Danny so much this entire episode. Yeah. For so many reasons. Like, for so many reasons. She just had so much coming at her from literally every single angle she just had a really shitty season like in terms of what she went through like her life started on a shitty note with the wedding and then just did not get better so season three wish for danny some fucking happiness please Mm -hmm. yes please the next scene we have is tess and shane it opens up with a very intense sex scene which Tess abruptly ends by saying, we need to talk about Finley. Yeah. The most L word thing to do. It just brought me right back to whenever Bet and Tina were together during the affair and Tina would be like, Jody. <laughs> yeah. But this is even weirder. Why are they talking about Finley? You're both naked. Um, they they want to fire Finley. Um, and then Tess picks up the phone to talk about her mom and then tells uh, Shane, you need to hire a new GM. And then ask Shane to move to Vegas with her. How long have they been dating? That's what we call you hauling, isn't it? I, yeah, I did tweet that in my, in my live thread today. They, wow. Yeah, I mean, with them, I think it's, I was not very surprised that that happened. I would have been more surprised if it was like Danny and Gigi proposing that they move in together only because Shane and Tess have been friends for a long yeah. time. They've been yeah. But yeah, it might, I mean, it might be a little quick, but who knows? Because what exactly is time in this show? Right. Yeah. I was going to say it's also L word time. So who the fuck knows? It could have been a while. Yep. Yeah, this whole the whole season only took place over the course of I feel like three or four months. Yeah, it was a quick one. Um, after that, we go to Alice at work uh, with Tom. There, Alice is coming off stage, which I only realized like the other day was that we never saw Alice actually in this like season one. We saw the audience; like there couldn't be an audience. Yeah, because of COVID. So Alice is coming off stage. Apparently, Paul Hollywood was her. Uh, guest and he said that she had a soggy bottom to all you Great British Bake Off fans we'll know what that means so yeah her her and Tom just had like some cute moments he was going to take her on swan boats her face is covered in flour and her outfits reminds me of the Partridge family (laughs) oh my god you're right (laughs) Um, and then she gets the bad review and her and Tom have a bit of an argument because she's yelling about how because uh, the review says that she should have stayed in her lane and she said that she was in her lane and Tom pulled her out of her lane because her entire show is based on her being a lesbian, not being bi. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think it was that, but I also think it was that it's kind of what Shane said later that Alice really just surrounded herself with that humor security blanket and mm-hmm. Tom made her get real and get raw and get emotional Mm -hmm. and 
I think when you do that and somebody because it's their job you know this is something that entertainment personalities go through all the time Mm -hmm. you know that that is part of your job is to get raw and emotional and real and then somebody can sit there and just be like that was terrible Mm -hmm. and that sucks yeah and Alice had never had that experience before until Tom was like this is going to make it really good which it did Mm But because it's Alice and, you know, she, like many entertainment personalities, puts on a really good front, but is secretly deep down inside an insecure, sensitive baby bunny, sees the one bad review and goes, oh my God, everybody hates my book. Tom, why did you make me do this? I shouldn't have opened myself up. Wow. Yeah. That was a good way of putting it, Taylor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I uh, <laughs> I know a thing or two about being a uh, sensitive, insecure baby bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene we go to is the Golden Trio shopping for a gift for Tina and Carrie. So we have Alice, Shane, and Bet. Can you, uh, Bet talks about, can you believe Pippa would say, oh, what am I saying? Bet asks Alice and Shane, can you believe that Pippa would say that to me about Tina? And they both go in unison, yes. Because <laughs> again, they see it, Bet yeah. and Tina don't. Because they uh, have eyes. <laughs> then Alice opens up about her insecurities with Tom and everything. And Shane gets very introspective. And Alice says, being with Tess has made you introspective. <laughs> then Alice says, what did you do to make Tess angry at you? And Shane actually did nothing this time. And then breaks it that Tess wants her to move to Vegas with her. And Bet says, you should go. Because a love like that doesn't come around much often. And sometimes you have to make big moves. I know Angie says that later, but you know what I'm saying. Are we talking about... Are we talking about Pippa or are we talking about Tina? Exactly. Because oh, okay. <laughs> that seems personal. That deflection porter on, on the mic. Yeah, that's <laughs> level of te- terrible lying both to herself and others this episode it was just chef's kiss. It was wonderful. Yeah. And also I feel like in this scene compared to like other scenes coming up this scene is where she looks the most hopeful and the most optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely says it more on her face, um, especially when Shane goes, okay, here's a scenario. If Tina was to come up to your door right now and say, I want to get back together, what would you do? That obviously deflects, but her face says a hundred different things. Yeah. I think she lets it in for the first, like, I think she's been pushing it away mm-hmm. for so long and then between Tina asking, are you still in love with me? And then Shane saying that, it kind of pries the doors open for a second. And she yeah. goes, okay, but what if though? 
And then she has to slam them shut again because she's like, no, 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 Tina left. That really hurt. I'm not going to go there again because mm-hmm. I don't want to get hurt like that again. Mm-hmm. But like, what if though? Yeah. And then, I mean, Alice's faces were priceless because then Shane tells Bet, well, Carrie's having cold feet. So maybe this is your chance. It's now or never. Yeah. That line we've been waiting on. Yeah. Waiting all season. Yeah, Yeah, Alice was great. Wait, what? (laughs) Her face. (gasps) She looked like (laughs) Stefan, or what is his name from SNL? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next scene we have is the courtroom, Danny and Gigi. Danny has a full-blown panic attack. Gigi tells off some random lady. And Danny leaves court even though she's in attempt and contempt. Yep. Which, you know what? If someone told me you're going to get arrested if you leave this building, I would not have left that building. I don't care how much of a panic attack I was having because that would have given me more of a panic attack. Yeah. But they just kept going on about their lives as if no one was going to arrest them. As if they weren't dealing with Danny's father. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't give a single fuck. No. Because then we have the next, well, then we go to the next scene, which is Sophie and Finley. And we're like, all right, something better be cooking here because we've been here before. Uh, Sophie comes home. She smells beer in Finley's breath or alcohol in her breath. Um, I do feel bad for Sophie because she really is stuck in a hard place. We do see that yeah. she actually does love Finley. Like she does love her. She did choose her. She wants what's best for her. She doesn't like seeing her hurt. Um, and then Finley just gets upset again and storms off. Two things that Sophie have said has said this season that concern me, that make me feel a little icky inside are when she said Finley's not that bad. Okay, yeah, that was that was bad. That was bad. And when she said something like, I have to be there for her, like it's what she deserves, or it's what it's like, um, she almost made it seem like it was out of obligation, like she was a wounded puppy or something, like she had no other choice. Which mm-hmm. I would hope that if this is the woman that you love, you would be there for her, not because it's what she deserves yeah because you love her you don't want to see her hurting it just it's very strange to me how sophie explains her love and interest about finley to other people mm-hmm. yeah no you make a good point from there we go to jordy angie and kayla at the park mm-hmm. where kayla tells angie that her mom's brought the questions and kayla got family members to answer them which one made me really I thought it was interesting I think I thought it was interesting that Bet and Tina did not tell Angie that they went I think that was like a good, smart because I don't think they wanted Angie to be angry at her for going without them for whatever and then also just to not get her hopes up that maybe someone answered the questions yeah well they brought him to like you're thinking that's the first time Angie found out that they went to the hospital. Yeah, I don't I don't think Angie knew that they went to the hospital. Oh, really? Maybe 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 she knew they went to the hospital, but they, she definitely didn't know they brought the questions. Yeah, that I don't think that yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. That scene was everything to me. I loved that a lot. One of the best scenes of the whole season. Yeah. Angie yeah, had I, one of the best storylines, I feel, this season. She did. Oh, for sure. Fully thought out. It's not the best storyline. You could follow it. You knew what was happening every time. Yep. 
and Jordan killed it. Yes. And Brooklyn. Brooklyn did a great job as well, I think. Mm-hmm. She did really well, especially in that scene, too. Like, And I love the relationship that they're building for them as sisters. Yes. Yeah, I hope, I hope Kayla comes back. Me too, definitely. So the next scene that we have then is Danny and her dad. Danny's at her dad's house. Her dad's outside talking to his lawyer. They're trying to find Danny. Danny's just trying to be honest with her dad and hoping they won't be selfish, which is a ha ha ha. Um, yeah. And while they're arguing, Danny's dad literally goes, I need you to do this little thing for me. I'm sorry, but testifying. <laughs> I know. Te- th- this is not a little thing, buddy. That's yeah. spoken like a true narcissist. Yep, exactly. True narcissist. I don't he even think such... Bette Porter would say that. I don't even think no. Bette Porter would do that. Rodolfo Nunez is such a well-written, narcissistic, emotional abuser. Like, <laughs> so well. That, like, and, like, the sudden switch from, like, you know, like, oh, Danny, I just need you to do this little thing for me to extreme anger and back again was, like, yeah, that's emo- that is like textbook emotional abuse right there. Like, wow. Yeah. And also the fact that like, I-, I think it was really realistic and poignant that there was something in Danny that still hoped mm-hmm. and still believed that like, he's my dad. He's not going to do that to me. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's a reality of living in that kind of situation that you're like, you know, especially I think when it's a parent or someone that you're close to, it's like, no, this is the person. And especially for Danny, because it's like she said to him, like, in her mind, that's one of the only people she has left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that so, all over again. Yeah. yeah. So the next scene we have is Alice's going away at the beginning of it. Uh, Bet and Shane are scoping out Tin Car, which I thought was funny, which again, get, that gave me more like, Bet was like really looking at them like, hmm, like trying to see into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom comes back and Alice is on the bestseller list. Yeah. Then we cut to Shane and Tess going over to the bar. Shane explaining the first time that she met Tess and Tess not remembering. She and calls her Shane, enchanting. Oh, yes, she does. Shane calls Tess enchanting. That's sweet. It was. I was like, who are you, Shane? Like, yeah. I love it. I like this new person that you are. Yeah. Like, I don't know who it is, but I like her. Can she yeah. stay? It's because we needed Sherry Jaffe to come back. That's why Sherry Jaffe had to come back to give us the Shane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, one no. of the things that's, that's interesting to me is that it's very obvious this season that Shane feels so intensely about Tess, right? And mm-hmm. obviously she told her she loves her in, in this episode, da 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 da. But my thing is, is she doesn't seem very conflicted on her decision to not move to Vegas with her. Yeah. She just seems very matter of fact that like she has to stay. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Like. I feel like maybe it's because 
it will never be permanent. It's not like Tess is going there for the rest of her life. Sure. She's going to take care of her mom. Her mom is, I, I assume, is dying. Sure. Well, I think her her reason made a lot of sense too. Like when she said, I've never had roots mm-hmm. like this before. Yeah. Like if you think about Shane's history, you know, she grew up in foster care. Like she was always bouncing around. Like to finally have a place that's yours. Sure. I can get why you wouldn't want to give it. And I honestly think it's really healthy for Shane to know that and to say like I love you which first of all for Shane to have said that first holy character development Batman Mm -hmm. um but for her to to know that like you can love someone and also not burn everything that you have built for yourself to the ground in the process of loving that person I think that was big for her sure yeah I agree I mean like don't get me wrong I love Shane and Tess and I desperately hope that like they can make it work somehow but like I was I was really really proud of Shane for making that decision yeah me too I think it it did show a lot and I think that it will work out I think that they can make it work Mm -hmm. if they love each other enough they will make it work like all good long distance relationships, they have to have a time frame on them. Yeah. Um, so then we get into, you know, the best stuff. Bet, Tina, and Carrie. <laughs> Bet walks over to Tina and Carrie. Tina looks so nervous. Uh, Carrie walks away to go get drinks. She's already annoyed. I feel like she did it on purpose. She's like, you know what? Let me go away from them. Let's see them interact. And then we'll come back. Uh, that says that she wants to talk about them. She says, I'm in a really great relationship. Um, I want to know why you asked me if I was still in love with you. Tina says it was a mistake. That says, no, it wasn't a mistake. I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy. I want that for us. Then she brings up how Shane and Alice said, what would happen if I came to your doorstep? Tina says they shouldn't have done that. And that goes, it made me realize if we were to get back to get Carrie walks in and freaks out. I'm assuming Carrie heard the last line of that and the last line could be twisted if you don't hear the beginning of the whole conversation. So one of the things I want to actually commend Bet Porter on in this scene is that she finally just directly approached Tina about what's up. Oh yeah. Yes. Number one. And number two, she didn't stray away from also saying that I want you to be happy, but I want to be happy. Yeah. Because I think so much of what the focus has been for the last two seasons for them is like about Tina's happiness. Tina's happiness. Is Tina mm-hmm. happy? Is Tina going to be happy? I want Tina to be happy, but that's not ever really said like, I want to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And she shouldn't and- have to keep bending to Tina. Tina has to give a little too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's always been their problem is that it's always been like, okay, one of us gives everything and the other takes everything and then we switch like and they've never figured out that balance and you know I remember saying I don't know god way back when before the season came out that like I felt like we needed to see the full bet transformation 
Mm. And I feel like this scene at the end of it, especially when Tina says, Bet just go, and Bet goes, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and just does it. She I was like, away. oh my God, that's it. Holy shit. She like this is it. Like the bet porter that Tina can get back with is here. That like she's here. Yeah. They're good. It can, you know, like I I need to see more of Tina now because I need to know kind of like where she's at, especially Mm -hmm. with this breakup happening. And it's gonna be a road back for Tina now. But oh my God, bets, bets here. Yeah. Because that was so big for her. Everything in that scene was so like I was so proud of her mm-hmm. in that scene for so much because she really was just open and like really did just show this tremendous amount of love for Tina by stepping back instead mm-hmm. of stepping forward. Yeah, she didn't try to defend Tina. She chose, she walked away and when she didn't try to defend herself, she just walked away and let Tina and Carrie figure it out. Yeah. And I also think too, like, like you said, like the bet, the bet porter that can move on in their relationship is here. We don't know much about Tina because obviously Tina hasn't been around much, but Tina needs to do something to prove to bet that one, she's not going to walk away again. Mm -hmm. And like, she's not going to leave them again. Like she's not going to, and she needs to prove to Bet that if Bet's going to give up on her relationship with Pippa or a relationship with someone else, why should Bet wait for her? Why should right. Bet pause that part of her life for Tina to get up to where she is? Right. Because I mean, let's be real. Tina keeps walking back into Bet's life when Bet seemingly has it together. Mm-hmm. And I, I you right. know, I want them together as much as anybody else. But I do think there, Bet was going to say, like, I don't think she's was going to say you know what I'd be done I don't think Bet was going to stand there and say oh I would take you back I think Bet would say like because I don't think Bet on the surface can handle being hurt by Tina again mm. and I think deep down she still loves Tina and would take her back but she Tina would have to prove that to her yeah mm-hmm. that's why I think that conversation is going to be real interesting yeah and you know, I do love the line that Carrie says, I'm not a violent person, but you make me so fucking angry. That was so, that was so good. I feel like that's such a summary. Was it you, Brittany? That was like, same. Like, yeah. I was like, I have these same feelings about that Porter. Majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Carrie said something about, you know, having to measure up and Tina goes, no one expects you to measure up. Listen to yourself, Tina, please. Yeah. Then as Carrie breaks up with Tina, Tina runs. T- Tina doesn't even go to run after. Tina goes to run after Carrie, but she, I feel like she first went, she's like, no, I'm going to go, con-, like she does confront Bet. But I think oh, her she first stops in- at Bet. Her first very intentionally. Her first intention before running after Carrie was like, I'm going to go yell at Bet because now I need yeah. to take my anger out on someone. And who's the best person to do it? Who have I been doing it all season to? bet because somehow yep. it's all bet's fault even though bet yep. literally has done nothing in this situation yep. but was literally going to give you your whatever happiness you she thought you might have had with carrie yeah she freaks out on bet pan the camera there is pippa going i fucking knew it yep <laughs> great yep yeah i don't know i and like listen like i like i just said like 
I think Bet and Tina are going to get back together. I think that's inevitable. I don't think that the show would go any other way. I think if Pippa comes, but what's interesting about Pippa is like Bet works with Pippa too. Like mm-hmm. Pippa is signed to Bet. So she going to mm-hmm. come back next season as an artist? Is it going to be some weird Jody? I was going to say, is it going to be exactly like Jody, where it's just like, oh shit, now she's still here? <laughs> exactly. Like, what? How is this going to work? Because like, this is sidetrack, but like Vanessa Williams is going to be on nine one one something with other on Fox. Mm-hmm. But she wrote in a post like, well, that doesn't mean I wouldn't be back on the L word because it obviously different shooting schedule and whatnot. Right. And actors nowadays do more than one thing. But so that's interesting. But obviously we, we're not even like, you know, we're jumping too far ahead that Ben and Tina aren't going. They're not going to get back together right away. They need to figure it out. Yeah. But anyway. Um, it's it's next- interesting. I'm about to get, this is just one last really dorky unnecessarily highfalutin comment but there's something about that scene that's almost very Shakespearean to me like it's like it's very like okay and all the lovers are fighting and then like the (laughs) one couple confronts each other and then they turn around and the other lover it's just like it's so ridiculous and I'm just like why are we in a Shakespearean comedy right now but with lesbians like what is happening no it's so true yeah which is kind of great because you know in Shakespearean comedies they do always end in weddings so you know the next scene we have is Finley looks like she's about to join the L word cemetery (laughs) yeah I'm sorry I shouldn't be laughing I got the two most different reactions Taylor laughed Britt (laughs) Britt was like in it for a second and then shook her head and shook her head in such disapproval of what I said. It's true I though. I going to die. I gasped when I thought that car was hitting her. I jumped out of bed almost when I saw that. No way they weren't going to kill her off. I got nervous for a second. Okay, I didn't think they were going to kill her off, but I thought we were going to end up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, then after that, oh, Finley decides to go to rehab and they have a very sweet moment. Cut to uh, Danny and Gigi meeting Gigi's family. It's a very great moment. Um, and then, yeah, then she gets arrested. How bad does that look? Yeah. Funny oh, I know, it's family. so cute and wholesome and then the fucking cops because fuck she you. Broke the law. She broke the law. <laughs> Uh, after that, we have Bet and Angie in the kitchen. Bet looking gorgeous, washing those dishes with her half hair up, half down, and those pants and that sweater, just amazing. Angie goes, uh, "Are we gonna have leftovers? Are we gonna have Postmates?" And Bet's like, "I'll cook." And Angie's like, "But you're not going to the CAC." And Bet's like, "No, it's complicated." Yeah, because I'm fucking one of my artists. It's yeah. complicated. My favorite thing is that Angie immediately knew what that meant like the look on her face was just like oh my god again like (laughs) mom um um, so then bet decides that is the perfect moment to show angie the painting from marcus and says that she's representing his estate was of course she is makes no (laughs) sense uh and he's going to be her next show uh and then she presents this beautiful oil painting called her Mm-hmm. gorgeous 
and yeah, they, Angie and Beth just have a really beautiful moment. And then Angie gets all philosophical and says, you got to make big moves. And Beth decided that those big moves were going to go see Pippa. Dressed like an angel. Oh, gorgeous. That hair, that white. Which, so my theory is the way time is and the way I've seen it, like possibly in other movies and TV shows is like, because then we cut to Pippa coming well, the, later, but we cut to Pippa cut, getting out of the car and walking. So that means the event had started, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that Bet would have been late. I think there was plenty of time for her to get there on time. So I think I'm going to assume ahead that Tina got there before, before the event started so that when Pippa showed up and looked, Bet wasn't there because Bet had already been with Tina, like was already talking with Tina. I don't think they were simultaneously happening at the same time. I don't think Tina showed up at the door as Bet as Pippa got out of the car. I think it might have been. So I don't. Th- I truly don't believe that Bet would have been late to her I get own what you're event. Yeah. yeah. I that they're setting up that like they could pull a thing like they did at the beginning of this season where like they could start at that shot and then like Pippa looks back and oh look Bet's getting out of the limo but not really because she's obviously talking to Tina yeah I also think Pippa's face just said it all like no oh, yeah. she's not there yeah no uh, Margulis Ryan in an interview today said that she finally gave the fans what they wanted mm-hmm. in the cliffhanger yeah. so that exactly it's it's inevitable it doesn't and i think some people got angry that they're like well i think some people got angry with tibet fans because tibet fans were so excited and they were like they i think people who aren't fans of tibet were like oh well now they're just going to get back together no tibet fans aren't expecting them to get back together minute one of season three we just know that they're working towards it i think i want bet to pick tina so badly because i want to see the journey I'm not yeah. doing because I want to see like them just get, jump into bed. No, I want to see the journey of them figuring out their shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need them to be a happy, loving domestic family in episode one of season three. I need them to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. No. And I think this season showed really well that like we can get those happy, loving domestic moments that I think are really important parts of the story to be telling for representation Mm -hmm. reasons while we also go through the character and relationship beats that we need to go through to make their storyline feel fully realized Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely bless you thank you (laughs) Um, so the next shot we have is Alice and Tom on the plane and Alice's worst nightmare happens. She finds an engagement ring in a man's coat pocket. Yeah. I mean, she, that, that, that was wrong the way I said it. She would, she yeah. found an engagement ring in, in, a, in her partner's po- pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Not just any Not man's. just a man. Just her partner's pocket. Yeah. Her new partner. Her new. He was you hauling too. He's you hauling. Yeah, I know. Just quick to the jump. Lesbians work hard, but Tom works harder. Yeah. yeah. I know. I feel like Tom like read about lesbian U-Haul somewhere and he was like, great. That <laughs> means I can propose right now. Awesome. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, he read some sort of like article online. <laughs> he picked up a copy of The Advocate at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was fun to see. Alice was just like, yeah, this isn't, this is not, this is, nope, nope, we got to deal with this now. 
And I think that's great because it kept so well to her character. She wasn't just going to be like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, no, she's like, this This sucks. Yeah. Because she said it She said it since the original series. Like, she doesn't want to get married. Yeah. Um, the next thing we have is Sophie dropping Finley off at rehab, which I've cried every time I've watched it. I think it's very sad. Like, in a happy way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we do see Danny get arrested. And I stopped writing my notes. I guess I could just, uh, I have it memorized. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, then we have Bette coming down the stairs in that beautiful white outfit. And she's open, she opens the door and there's Tina. It's all coming full circle. Yep. Now her face at first, I see, is very gay panic shocked. Then goes into a, like, a, what are you doing here? And then some people say her fate, and this is fair, some people say her face reads like well shit I'm going out like leave me alone I see it more as like shit my life is just is about to explode now yeah yeah everything's about to change that's the that's the way yeah. I it. yeah and the song choice that they picked they picked happy together oh my god yeah. and when I tell you I've listened to this song and I've listened to this version and they pick up right on the chorus I can't um something see me loving anybody with anybody you for all my life and it's a beautiful version like yes they can't they possibly cannot love each other love anyone else the way they love each other i also it also sounds a little condescending it's like haha you two are stuck <laughs> together again <laughs> you go you can't get away from each other like listen to it and think of it like think of it like that it sounds almost condescending to me yeah it's like jokes on you two you can't do it you can't be apart just came in so strong and it was just like i can't see yeah. me loving nobody but you're just so strong and i was like oh that's such a funny thing yeah. um, the one they play like during the entire like last moments of the episode too is like really on it like because i watch the episodes with the subtitles on a lot of the time mm-hmm. and if you look at the lyrics of the song it's like on point yeah. I didn't listen to the lyrics of that one. It's like something about like it's been a long time since we've been together or something like that. But like, yeah, it's basically about like a relationship that you haven't been in a, in for a long time, but you're coming back to each other now. Yeah, and I was like, this literally makes sense for nothing else that's going on. Like, who yeah. else would this be about? <laughs> like. <laughs> so deliberate with their music choices that you can't say that it doesn't mean anything one of the very most telling is um the very first scene that we see tina in in season one uh just at the doorstep the song that plays in the intro right after is a song called holding on to hell Mm. and that was actually my most played song in 2020 it's a very good song um so i thought that was interesting that they chose that song Mm. yeah i'll have to go back and listen to that now because also i mean like with, with the whole bet and Gigi scene after she's with pippa i mean you're not the one but you could be the one right now every song has been so deliberate yeah well there's a line and there's a couple lines and i'm holding on to hell that says heal i'll heal i'll heal your broken parts i want you to love i want you to love me well but I can't give, I cannot give you all. I cannot give you all, no. Mm. So yeah, very telling. Same thing yeah. with episode nine, Hold On To Me, that final oh, song. Yeah. Another hold another hold song, a little bit more positive in that one. 
<laughs> yeah. Just a smidge. I'm very hopeful. I've I've probably been like probably the most optimistic person the entire time. I would say that's true. Yeah. So you want to end this episode talking about our favorite takes, our favorite moments of of recording all things Tibet podcast this season. Yes. Yes. So you want to start and tell us what yours are? Sure. Uh, I have seven of them. <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm so scared. Um, my first one was the first time Britt and I recorded and we absolutely lost it. Yeah. Like we went bonkers. We thought we were the funniest thing in the world. We <laughs> laughed for many, many minutes that had to be cut out. And we just threw so much shade at Bet. The next one was you you threw shade at bed i did oh i could call her out i could call her out when she's acting crazy but that doesn't mean i don't love her any less so you you only throw shade at bed when i'm not here to do it for you no but i did it in like a funny <laughs> way like i was making fun of her no. for like, <laughs> i was like making fun of her for like stalking pippa's barn uh-huh yeah um, the Bet Tesla commercial. That was a highlight. <laughs> Classic. Uh, when Taylor finally returned to us. Yes. <laughs> uh, Taylor never knowing what the drama is on the timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to give her a news briefing every time we record. Yep. My favorite is when we do it on, like, while we're recording. <laughs> yes. Um, the day Britt and Taylor were fighting and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> and I didn't find out until next week that it wasn't. And they didn't, so the folks listening did not hear that. They, no, they did no, not. Gonna, it no, was all cut. They didn't. It, it, it escalated quickly. Let's just say it that. Did. It did. Just be yeah, sure to no. have your phones on you people so you get yeah. text messages. Yeah, really. Otherwise, Brittany will get very angry at you. Apparently, apparently I was big mad. <laughs> um, Britt completely having an ADHD moment and printing papers, forgetting that we were recording a podcast. No, not forgetting, just doing it willing. <laughs> and then me going, wait, aren't I the one with ADHD? What's going on? Yep. Um, oh, this one wasn't written down, but... <laughs> When, when anybody comments that they like my opinion. <laughs> that is my favorite running gag that we've had since you've joined the show. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. My, so one of mine in relation to that is when, like one of the first comments we ever got about you being on the pod was like, like, this isn't what she said, but she basically should have said, like, Francesca was good enough, but Taylor, you're very missed. Yes. <laughs> and so now, like, every time that somebody comments about Francesca, <laughs> we just have this running thing where we're like, oh, look, Francesca, someone values your opinion. <laughs> yes. Hey. Um, and then my last one would be every time I mention Pippa, and how many episodes <laughs> she was going to be in and Britt would yell at me. <laughs> like instantly, instantly, without taking a breath. Like Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, who's next? Oh, man. You came prepared. Yeah, I don't, you didn't like, tell us to do this assignment. I know. How are we supposed to understand it? 
So we're 29 episodes in. So I would say that some of my highlights um, were, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the guests that we had on this season. Yes. Um, Amber was our first. I very much enjoyed that. Loved that episode. Uh, along with Jules. And I wasn't here, but Molly and Becca and Ash and then Francesca, of course, joining us permanently. Oh, I, I loved I loved the absolute absolute like almost 50 50 locked on did tina cheat on bet with henry that mm. was that i mean that was uh i'm not surprised that tina that it didn't go tina's way that she didn't cheat but i just no i'm not uh, surprised by that at all i literally told you that was what was going to happen while you were putting up close, the poll. It was very close though it was very close Oh, I really liked, um, I think, I just love every time that one of us can't speak English. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot. It does. Uh, usually uh, we cut it out, yes. but it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, there was that time way back, I think it was like episode two, that Brittany just called Bet a totally different name. <laughs> I called her Beth. <laughs> no. I was like, clearly you have been watching too much This Is Us. My Mika Micah saga. Yes. yes. Boy, yep. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. What was, oh, every time that Brittany mocks the fact that I am supposedly intelligent but I'm really the biggest dumbass on earth <laughs> oh when I found out you were a genius <laughs> related <laughs> yeah because it's funny because I am the biggest dumbass on earth that's the joke uh I remember when we were recording you and I Taylor and um uh, the picture that Jennifer posted, the "You Are My Sunshine" or "Sweet Sunshine," had been posted right at that time on Instagram. It was oh my god, Alicia was live, and we just spent like twenty minutes while we were recording, just scrolling through Instagram, being like, "Oh my god, look at them!" Yeah. In our earlier recording days, Taylor and I would often go on like rants about social justice and women's rights and lgbtq rights and like it would get a lot more serious in our early days you mean like episode 18 (laughs) i mean like earlier on oh by far one of my most favorite taglines from this season was fight the hags go to a funeral watch the episode yes (laughs) yep I think that needs to be like if we if this podcast had like a tagline for the podcast, I think that needs to be it. Along with gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bet Porter, the ultimate gaslighter gatekeeper yeah. girl boss. Yeah. Uh, we did have some we we had some good times. We did. And I've been here for a short time. I think for looking ahead at season two, I don't know when we're gonna come back, probably sometime in the new year, right? Yeah. I think we should do interviews. I think we should. Do... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could do a whole review on London. I could. Yeah. I was going to say, Brittany, you should like bring your microphone and just like. Just record it on your phone. You do, do, do the um, voice yeah. memos. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we had some high hopes that we possibly could have gotten Laurel on the pod, and then I know we tried, tried so hard. By which I mean Brittany but, tried so hard. <laughs> then we got ghosted. Brittany got ghosted. That's fine, Claire. If you're listening, there's no hard feelings. You can always come back and just tell me yes. Laurel's agreed to do it, free of charge. Take her any day, anytime. Yeah. Or that, and we'll wait until it. You know the 5,000 years in the future when we've made enough money off our singular ad. <laughs> exactly. We'll, 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 we'll remember all of you when we're rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> rich and famous podcasters. So yes. let's wrap this up. You wrap it up. Brittany needs to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. you're the wrap-up girl. What are you waiting for? All right. Go ahead, Grandma. Fun episode 29 final episode of season one of all things about podcast i'm Brittany. i'm francesca i'm taylor and we'll see you next season and next year bye